So we're going to continue tonight, and this is going to be part two, Manasseh's sin. Leviticus chapter 20. As we started to see last week, there are some very close connections with the sin of America and with the sin of Manasseh. So stand with me for the reading of the word. I'm going to read to you from 2 Kings chapter 23, 26 through 27. Now we are in the book of Leviticus, but I'd like to read this to you again. So the word of the Lord, nevertheless, the Lord did not turn from his fierceness of his great wrath with which his anger was aroused against Judah because of all the provocations with which Manasseh had provoked him. And the Lord said, I will also remove Judah from my sight as I have removed Israel. I will cast off this city, Jerusalem, which I have chosen and the house of which I said my name shall be there. Father, open up our hearts and minds, Lord God, if there was ever a time where the church needs to be discerning. Lord God, it is in this very hour. I think you're coming back very soon, Lord. In fact, man, Lord, more so, I think today, just so many things happening in this world that just is telling me, Lord, the, the signs are there, and we're at the doorstep of your return for the church. And Lord God, it's a time for us to be so discerning because deception is rampant. So, Father God, just open up our hearts and minds to your word. We sit at your feet, Jesus. We look into your eyes, and we desire to hear your voice. And we pray this in your name, Lord. Amen. So, because of Manasseh's sin, right, Israel was destroyed by the Babylonians in 586 B.C. The temple was leveled, and the Jewish people were dispersed throughout Babylon. Okay, that is the first, what is the first, diaspora? Days poorer, the second was in 70 AD under the Romans. And the reason, again, as we looked at last week, was because of Manasseh's sin. And even though Manasseh's grandson, Josiah, was a righteous, the most righteous king in the history of Israel. By the way, people say, oh, well, David was. Well, as I showed you last week, the text said, God said it was Josiah. Even though Josiah had repented because of the sin of Manasseh, that wasn't enough, and God didn't relent, and he destroyed Israel. He destroyed, he destroyed you know, Judah and destroyed Jerusalem. The two sins, the first we looked at last week, was child sacrifice, offering up children to Molech. The second sin is the sin of the occult. <laughs> so in Leviticus chapter 26 through 8, it says, And the person who turns to mediums and familiar spirits to prostitute himself with them, I will set my face against that person and cut him off from the people. Consecrate yourselves therefore and be holy for I am holy uh, for I am the Lord your God is holy and um, you shall keep my statutes and perform them I am the Lord who sanctifies you so again here in Leviticus the warning against the practicing of the occult you see in Leviticus chapter 20 verse uh, 27 again a man or a woman who is a medium or or who, who has familiar spirits shall surely be put to death they shall stone them with stones their blood shall be upon them so um, it was the sin, okay, of child sacrifice and the sin of the occult. And you see this again in 2 Kings 21, 5 through 6. And he built altars for all the hosts of heaven. And again, this is talking about Manasseh. And in the two courts of the house of the Lord, also he made his son pass through the fire, right? This was child sacrifice. He sacrificed the king, future king of Israel. He sacrificed his own son. Practiced soothsaying, used witchcraft, and consulted spiritists and mediums. He did much evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. So we see this, this, 
to God, witchcraft, spiritism, the occult, I think it, it is an abomination. What passage, what passage identifies all of these different occultic practices? Does anyone know? It's a key passage to understanding the occult in the scriptures. It is, it is Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 9 through 14. And I'm going to talk to you about these, these different practices for the next few minutes. So it says this, When you come into the land which the Lord your God is giving, you shall not learn to follow, notice three times, abominations of the nations. The word, the word is toba, it's the word uh, for disgusting. It's, it's the word that, uh, it's a cause of hatred. God hates these things. He hates them with a, a deep, intense passion. Verse 10, There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through the fire, or one who practices witchcraft, or a soothsayer, or one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer, or one who conjures spells, or a medium, or a spiritist, or one who casts up the dead, or calls up the dead. For all who do these things are an abomination to the Lord, and because of these abominations, the Lord your God drives them out from before you. You shall be blameless before the Lord your God for these nations which you will dispossess. Listen to soothsayers and diviners, but as for you, the Lord your God has not appointed such for you. So I have taught, if you go into the archives on our website, you can find messages that go back probably... Some of them might go back 30 years on different teachings of the scriptures on the occult. So, you know, years ago, and I haven't, I haven't, I think since I did that series on Halloween in 2016, I really haven't come into a passage where I focused a lot on the occult. But I'll, going back, okay, and I'll go back, you know, a few years, and, you know, there, there's just loads of occultic books in the bookstore. You go into the religious section. It's, it's filled with occultic books. And I, I would talk about that. And then, you know, and by the way, something I found when there are situations of the demonic oppression or demonic possession in a house or a home with people, go in, the first thing I would ask them is, what occultic books do you have in the house? And there was always occultic books that they would be given. I said, you've got to take these and you've got to throw them out. Take them and get rid of them. They're just opening again a, a doorway to the, you know, to the demonic. I remember a family in Bergenfield that we went to very early on in the ministry, myself and your associate pastor who was working with us, and I mean there was major demonic things that were going on in the household. And I asked the, the, the mother, it was the son, the son was experiencing some major demonization, and I said, what, what demonic books do you have in the house? And she came out with, with a library of books. So they, you know, just they had gotten again opening a doorway to the devil. And we talk about horoscopes, the daily horoscope, right? In the local newspaper, it's in the magazines, and and you know, and it still is. But I want to I want to show you something because the occult in America is on steroids today. When we say something is on steroids, it means you know it's really expanding and exploding. So the, the, different, the different terms that are used here, first, divination, okay, and I'm going to give you definitions. Uh, one who uses divination, the, the Hebrew word kwasam, a diviner of divinations. The practice of divination is the attempt to manipulate the environment through mystical and spiritual means to predict or control the future. Such a practice often involves reading signs. It is an attempt to gain divine control over circumstances, essentially making oneself God. 
So again, we, we, let's look at the book. So let's look at the astrology charts. Um, again, they're you know they're they're all out there, and you can look you know you can look at a, a astrology. But if you if you go a little deeper with you know with these things, video games. Not not just you know you have board games, and then you have you have video games. And um, I'm going to show you something about the, the industry, the video game industry, but um, it's just absolutely exploded. And these, these, these here, these are two board games. Here are video games, and there's tons of them. I just, I, just, I just picked and chose a few of them, but there is a wide variety of video games on divination. Now, the, the industry is a $180 billion industry, video games, and just continuously growing. And a major, a major part of this are games that involve the occult. And you get, you get deeply into you know, these games, you get into virtual reality stuff. These people are, I mean, forget about an astrology chart or a Ouija board or reading an occult book. These people are putting themselves right into the presence of the demonic. Through video games, uh, witchcraft. Okay, and these these again these these are a few. Hey, look like very innocent, fun games for kids, teaching them witchcraft. And uh, again, the definition: one who practices witchcraft, mi'onin, um, in the Hebrew, this refers to the exercise of magic powers to advance one's own desires. It's addressed in Judges chapter three, thirty-six through thirty-seven. But um, looking again, here's some very innocent-looking games on witchcraft, video games, casting spells. Right, the, the, teaching the kids to cast a spell, control another person, control another child, control the circumstances. Um, omens. Again, some video games that involve omens. And uh, an omen is one who, or one who interprets, interprets omens. This refers to the practice of interpreting divine signs of uh, events using certain objects, gaining knowledge of the future, which would allow one to gain advantages over others. This is where you kind of get into the crystal balls and the Ouija boards. But again, video games, right? Uh, sorcery. These again, these are games involving sorcery. The sorcerer, okay, sorcery is the practice who uh, adherents claim to have the power to perform signs using magical cantations to control circumstances. It also, again, there's some overlap here of casting spells, right? The casting, the casting of spells. And again, the scripture in Deuteronomy chapter 18 addresses that. The Hebrew literally uh, reads, one who ties knots, and that's what they used to use. They used to be tying knots to cast spells over people. Implying the casting of a magical spell binds people to that which is being said, such as a curse, thus affecting control over people. Mediums. And by the way, this is, uh, this is a game, again, a game that teaches people how to be a medium. And uh, again, medium... He who asks for a dead spirit, uh, this person who uh, is what is called a, a, nec a necromancer, one who communicates with the dead in order to obtain secret information and gain benefits, seances. But the games are, are essentially doing that. And then spirit, um, spiritists, 
And uh, again, these are, look like two very innocent games on spiritism. And uh, a spiritist, uh, a knowing of a spirit, with uh, this is a sim- similar to a medium, with an emphasis on knowledge of how to perform the magic uh, arts. Again, the goal would be to gain advantages over others. And then um, the last word that's used there is uh, necromancy, okay? And here's two games on necromancy. It's essentially conjuring up the dead. And uh, this could be a general term for necromancers, um, including mediums and spiritists just mentioned, but they're conjuring up the dead. So when I was a kid growing up, the kids played around with Ouija boards, and then you heard there was these strange things were happening, how the... You know, the board was moving and it said certain things, and, um, you know, and, but compared to where we are now. So these, these are all games, some of them board games, some of them, again, um, video games, using Ouija boards, movies. Hollywood is, is a huge promoter of the occult. They, they totally degrade Christians. I don't know if you noticed that. Whenever a Christian is portrayed in Hollywood, for the most part, 99% of the time, they are portrayed as, as evil, as criminals, as, you know, deceivers. But the witches and all of the occult, all the occult movies that you see, it, it portrays these people as superheroes. Um, talked a lot about years ago of Dungeons and Dragons, right? Now you have Monopoly of Dungeons and Dragons, and now you again, you have the online game Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, a cult introduction to children through, uh, through books, through video games. So what's the thrill? What's the thrill with all, with all of this? this and, and it is a thrill. You look at people who are into this, they're, I mean, they're into it. And they're, they're, getting, they're getting some type of fulfillment from it. They're experiencing some type of a spiritual power from it. So you know this story in Acts chapter 8 of Simon the sorcerer? Right? You know, he, he tried to buy the power of the Spirit. But he's, I just want you to see something here, and I'm, I'm not going to talk for long on Simon the sorcerer, but Acts chapter 8, 9 through 11. But there was a certain man called Simon who previously practiced sorcery in the city and astonished the people of Samaria, claiming that he was someone great. To whom they all gave heed, from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is a great power of God. And they heeded him because he had astonished them with his sorceries for a long time. You see the ego thrill here? This is, a, this is, a, this is an ego trip. Simon, Simon is on the ego train here. You know, using the occult powers to mesmerize people and to basically gain their, essentially their worship. So when you, when you stop, again, this is the power of the occult. This is what, you know, the New Agers, this is what the occult people, hey, many of them, realize this, there are many of these people leading our country right now. Congressmen, women, senators, women openly, congresswomen who practice witchcraft, you know, Hillary Clinton would talk about her communicating with the dead. She used to claim that she communicated with Eleanor Roosevelt that would walk through the White House. So there's a massive, you see it in sports, you see it in the business world, and it's there, it's being taught to her kids. The kids are being introduced in public schools to the occult. 
with, with books that are written by occultists. You know, funny books about witches and mediums and spiritists and conjuring up, you know, dead people. But it's, it's, it's all a great stroking of the ego. And you look at, look at 1 John chapter 5, 15 through 17. Do not love the world or the things in the world. The world speaks of, again, it doesn't speak about the trees and the birds. It doesn't speak about the blue sky. Okay, it doesn't speak about the you know, flowing stream. It's talking about that which is under the dominion of Satan. He is the ruler of this world. Ruler of this world. Three times in the book of John. Prince and power of the air. Think of this. Prince and power of the airways. Who's controlling the airwaves? The God of this world. He's on borrowed time. The victory was won on the cross, but he hasn't quite been evicted yet. That's coming. That's coming. When, when the scrolls are being opened, the scroll is being opened, Revelation chapter 6, right? Chapter 5 and 6, when the scroll is Jesus taking back the world. But it's still, he still has this dominion. He's on very borrowed time. That's why I think what you're seeing right now in the scripture says, in the end times, he would be cast down. I don't know if that's fully happened yet, but I can tell you this. He is on a rampage. You see, you see the inciting of, you know, whether, whether R.V. Wade is overturned, okay, or not. Do you see these people who are, I mean, they are so incited, fighting to kill babies. Think about it. All the Hollywood crowd, the, the politicians, the people marching in front of the Supreme Court justices' homes. They're going and painting churches and attacking churches. They bombed, they bombed one pro-life, you know, center. The devil, this, this is again, this is the devil. You know, the, he's, he's inciting these people. So it, it goes on here in verse 16, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. Think about that. That's the, you know, the pride of life, the power. I want this, I want this occultic power. You know, I want this attention. I'm a witch, I'm a medium, I'm, I'm a, a spiritist. And the world is passing away in the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. So just the, the occult just entices, it just entices the flesh, it, it entices the ego. It just gets people on a, you know, on a power trip. But what it, what it ultimately is, is a doorway to the demonic. <laughs> it's, it's a doorway to demonic possession and oppression. These people are inviting Satan right into their lives. I get a good picture of that. That's it. You're, just, you're opening the door to Satan. Let me tell you, once he comes in, he don't like leaving. So I want to, I want to share something with you. I've shared this with you before. In the first book of Enoch, okay, so Enoch is mentioned in the book of Jude. I don't believe Enoch is one of the original 66 books of the Bible, but it is a historical book. And I actually believe that Enoch, the first book, was written by Enoch. And there's, there's a portion that um, in Enoch, it's in Enoch, um, it's chapter 3, verses 2, two through 4, where he basically explains that when the angels came and you know, again, that mischief that they did in Genesis chapter 6 with women that produced these offspring of Nephilim. 
that it was there that the angels introduced humanity to the occult. And that's what's, what's said here. Let me read it to you. And I quote, And there was great wickedness and much fornication, and they sinned, and all their ways were corrupt. And Amezarek taught, this is a fallen angel, taught all the conjurers and root cutters, uh, armeros, the loosing of um, conjurations, uh, Barakal, the uh, astrologers, Kokobel, the signs and Temel taught astrology, and Asradel taught the course of the moon. And in the destruction of mankind, they cried aloud and their voices reached heaven. They, they indoctrinated at that point. Because you wonder, where did the occult come in? It wasn't there, obviously, in the garden. It doesn't, it doesn't seem to be, and, but it, it's introduced, I think, in the time of the flood. And again, it becomes, it becomes one of the reasons why God destroyed. He destroyed, you know, the earth. Destroyed every living thing, except for, you know, those who survived. The, the thing again, Satan comes in and he deceives. He, ultimately, his goal is to destroy. He's a murderer. And again, when somebody opens the door, they are opening a door into their lives. They're opening a door into the generations that will follow. You see this in people who get into the occult. It's, it's just like our faith is passed on to our children and to our grandchildren. So the occult practices are passed on from generation to generation. Any, any of you who have family members who practice Santeria, it's just been passed on generation after generation. And um, it's, it's, it's causing destruction not only of... right of that person who introduced the family to it, but their children, the grandchildren, great-grandchildren. So Satan really does, he gets, he gets a major foothold in that family. right? John 10.10, 10, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. And that's, you know, that's what Satan does. I, I have come, Jesus said, that they may have life and have it more abundantly. He comes to bring us life. Satan comes to bring us uh, death. So Manasseh's sin, he, he introduced again, and essentially he propped up the occult in Israel. And he brought death. He brought death to, to Israel. And I, I do believe, again, I believe that there, there has been such an occult explosion in this country, really in the last 50 or so years. I think this is, again, what you're saying. The evil. Look at the evil. People just kill each other. They walk down the street, you know, I mean, what is it now? If, if you're a Jew or you're um, Asian, or, and mostly older people, you know, they're not, they're not going to hit the Kung Fu Korean, you know, 10th uh, degree black belt who's walking down the street with Kung They find the, the, little, the little Asian woman. What do they do? They just go up to her and boom, they hit her. Tell me that's not demonic. How possessed do you have to be to hurt another human being like that? And you, see it, you see it in New York and Brooklyn with Jewish people. But it's just that there's this, this unleashing of just this unleashing of, of evil. Now, Satan doesn't come you know, looking like a monster. Right? The, the occult is all, it, it, it's, made, it's made to look beautiful. You're going to be empowered. You ever look, if you, these people do motivational seminars with thousands of people. You can find them on YouTube. And it's about empowerment. It's about you becoming more successful and making money and becoming rich. It's the power. I've done motivational speaking through the years. I had a, a new, <laughs> this new age guy um, 
he wanted to partner with me out in, uh, in Philadelphia. And, um, you know, I kind of researched. <laughs> and um, he was doing this thing. He, he, he had pyramids. And they would put them on their heads. Now, I'm, I, I'm just up there, you know, doing, I'm just up there doing my thing. And it's very practical. But he has them. And I, I was like, he wanted me to partner with him. We're going to all be walking around with pyramids on our heads. The power of pyramids. There was, a, there was a woman, she was doing things with rocks. She put rocks on her head. She had rocks in her head. But they, you know, they, they make it look, it's, it's all made to look spectacular. It's all fanfare. And that's, that's Satan, right? Satan, right? He transforms himself into an angel of light. Right? He just, this is a great illustration. He, he doesn't come looking like that. If he did, people would flee. He comes looking like that. He's charming. He's sophisticated. He makes you feel good about yourselves. You know, you've got, you've got the divine spark within you. All you need is to release that power, that divine power. You, you, you are a God. You hear that, right? Mormonism, you're God's. You hear it in the new in, 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 in the health and, and wealth movement. You're gods. He com- he comes like that, that, that. Being a god, that's kind of a man. I think that's like kind of be a cool thing to be a god, right? It'd be a cool thing to be able to just kind of control, just to control all my circumstances, make the world just the way I want it to be, right? Just to have the, have that kind of power. But the truth is, there's only one God, and He's in control. But it gets you, it gets you on a, it gets you on this, this power trip. And that's, that's what the occult, the occult does. You know, they, they, you, you look at, and I, as I read, and you gotta, you gotta really pray up. And even this, this week, doing this, putting this together, I, I, the devil's there. And, um, and this was light compared to things I've done in the past, I'll say that. When I've really gotten into, you know, talking about saying, but he's he's just there, and you got to be prayed up. You know, you start researching this stuff. You got to be prayed up, you know, for it, because he will, you know, he will come. He doesn't like this. He doesn't like this. He's being he's being exposed right now. So, I said something here six months ago. I was talking about uh, the squad. So I said, I believe that those women are demonically, they're de- demonically possessed. And people said, oh, so some people questioned, well, how could you say that? They're baby killers. They hate Israel. They hate Jesus. They hate the church. What more, do you, what more evidence do you want? What more evidence do you want? I mean, that's a, to, to me, that, that sounds like somebody, I say, well, they're not running around foaming at the mouth. They're not running around spitting out, right? Like the demoniac. You know, by the way, let me just say something to you. The devil is incognito, folks. He could be here right with us tonight. He's been here. He's been here throughout the years. Coming in here trying to divide, trying to discourage, right? Trying to destroy the church. He's, he's been here. He doesn't, he doesn't come in, okay, with his pitchfork and his uh, fork tail, like, I mean, he doesn't come in like that. 
comes in looking good. He's sophisticated. What, why were the demons going crazy and Jesus was casting them out in his ministry throughout Galilee and Judea? Why? Because he exposed them. He exposed them. When, when he, I, mean, just, he, I mean, he's the son of God. As soon as like, they came around him, as soon as he came around them, what are they yelling out? Don't, don't throw us into the abyss, Jesus, son of God. They knew exactly who he was. But they're running around. They're running around incognito. They're, they're stealth. And that's, that's the game that Satan plays. You see these, you see these people in, in, these, in these power positions? I, I believe they're demon-possessed. I believe these people in these, in these high... Like George Soros. You see the things he's doing? right? He, he, he puts all this money to appoint these district attorneys... That somebody goes out, I mean, you can, you can go out in New York, Philadelphia, Los Angeles, Chicago, and shoot someone in the head and be out two days later. No bail! What are you going to do? They're going to go and do it again. And then they're going to go and do it again. And some of these people, right, the guy, the guy who ran over all the people in Wisconsin, right, how many, how many times was he arrested? 17 times? Tell me, tell me that Soros isn't demonized. So I just, and you're seeing it. You're seeing this. We, we fight. Listen, I know you'd like to go out there and I'll tell you, I'll just say, Manny was just saying to me, they're going in there painting churches and they're threatening to bomb churches and, uh, you know, threatening to come into churches. And by the way, if they came in here, please, right? You don't need to do anything. You don't, don't get violent. I'll get violent. No, 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 no. <laughs> we'll call the police. The policeman here will take care of it. But um, you see that. They're incited. And these people, let me tell you, this, this, this is the devil. This is, this is Satan inciting people, you know, motivating people against the things of God. We fight not against flesh and blood, though. We need to fight spiritually. And I, want to just, I just want to say this to you, and I'll wrap up with this. We'll pray. Uh, if there was ever a time for the need of the helmet of salvation... So you talk, I, look, I, I, you know, the shoes of the gospel of peace, right? The belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the sword of the spirit, the shield of faith. But the helmet of salvation that guards your mind. Because we, we are getting inundated with massive deception. And we need, we need to have our minds guided, you know, guarded with the helmet of salvation. Ultimately, who is our salvation? He is the armor of God. We, we, need, we need to have the helmet of salvation on and be discerning. Be discerning in this, you know, in this hour. I, I, I truly, like I said at the beginning of the message, I believe we are, we are on very short time right now. We really are. I mean, I would, I mean if the Lord came right now, boom, man, I think I'm, I'm not going to be surprised. It's, it could just be right now, I think, any moment. He's coming, he's coming for his bride. I know hell's going to break loose. But um, I think we're, we're in, I really believe. We, we may not be in the last hour. We may be in the last minute with what is going on in this, uh, in this entire world. So be prayerful. Be discerning. Put on the helmet of salvation. Stand firm in the faith, brothers and sisters. Stand firm in Jesus. Encourage one another.
and courage. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for your word. And Father God, we thank you, Lord God, these, these words that come, Lord God, from the Old Testament, Lord God, we're told in, in Lord God, 2 Corinthians 10, these are examples to us that we should learn from. Let us learn, Father God, from Manasseh. Let us be prayerful, Lord God. Let us come against the spiritual powers and the forces, the principalities and the rulers, Lord God. Come against them in the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we pray, Lord God, we pray, Father, that we would just be discerning and aware of what's going on. Make us ready, Lord. Make us ready for your coming. May we all be found worthy, Lord God, on that day in Jesus Christ. Amen.